Blog Talk Radio. special day. Special day is Mother's Day. Happy Mother's Day to mothers all over the world. Well, of course, some world places don't accept it. Nevertheless, we want to share our wishes to the mothers around the world. Anyhow, Virginia is back, and she's been there from last week. It was my problem. I had the headset muted so that everything would work okay. And when it came time to unmute it, it wouldn't let it go. It wouldn't let it go. So we all did okay today. So we're good. I'm using the phone rather than the headset. But before we go any further, let's welcome back Virginia. Virginia, welcome back. Hello. Hola, mi Hi. amiga. Hi, Etienne. How are you? It's a pleasure to be here again. Oh, thank you. Glad to have you. I'm doing and okay. I also I'm want to, to extend my wishes to all mothers around the world. Great, great, great. As a matter of fact, uh, let's see my Spanish way of saying it. Uh, it's Feliz Dia de la Madre. Is that correct? Is that perfect? Yes, of course. <laughs> but I know I didn't say it fast enough because I know you do it a lot faster. Go ahead. Tell the folks what, what we just said, please. In Spanish. <laughs> well, it's the same. Feliz Dia de la Madre would be... <laughs> Are you there? Yes. Can you listen? Oh, oh I thought that you went dead. Okay. All right, no problem. Yes. Thought you had something else you wanted to say. Yes. So I was saying that your your greetings were, were perfect. Feliz Dia de la Madre, you said. So it was perfect. I have to practice it, though. <laughs> there's a no. Few, there's several prepositions in there that I have to put together as if they were part of the noun. Anyway, well, that's funny. difficult. Yeah, well, it's not that difficult. It's just different for for me because we do it differently, and you do it differently. Your language differently. Anyhow, yeah. Today we're going to talk about what we were going to cover last week. We're going to cover about translation for a certain type of text that has come highly popular in the past decades. But uh, before going further, go ahead and. Translate that, please. In yes. Yes. Eh, bueno, como Etienne les comentaba, hoy vamos a hablar de la traducción de un cierto tipo de textos que ha cobrado una gran popularidad en las últimas décadas. I see. So, I would never be able to speak Spanish that fast. <laughs> I will get there. <laughs> it's, it's only practice, you know? Yeah, gradually. Okay. All right, let's go ahead and get started. In Spanish, what did you just say, please? About today we are going to talk about. Yes, eh, hablaríamos de la traducción de, eh, de un tipo de textos que se hizo muy popular en los últimos años. Y eh, bueno, oh. en este caso nos referimos a los libros de autoayuda. Oh, that's so fast. <laughs> okay. So, in case of our listeners, can I figure out what 
kind of text is this we're referring to self-help books. Is that correct? Yes, that's right. Self-help books. That's our topic today. In español, por favor. Son como, bueno, en el caso de que nuestros oyentes no hayan adivinado, estamos hablando, como les decía, de los libros de autoayuda. So, do you often read these kind of books, Etienne? Yes, I do. I have written uh, several market books way back in the early days when they were writing articles on the internet. I was writing articles and they were free. But people got yes. them, but I never got, any, never got any feedback as to how people would use them or hire me or whatnot. So I kind of moved on to, to another level. Well, yes, there's a lot of material in the internet uh, available yeah. in PDF. You can download it for free. And oh, there's yeah. a lot of interesting information there. Nowadays, but in the day when I started about 10 years ago, it didn't really get me any business. Anyhow, let's go, let's go into Spanish so we don't lose our Spanish. Yes, yeah, so, so our Spanish audience doesn't get uh, missed out. Eh, bueno, eh, Tien comentaba, yo le pregunté si lee este tipo de libros. Él nos dijo que, que sí, que lee muchos artículos en Internet al, al respecto y estábamos diciendo que hay mucho material disponible que se puede descargar en PDF. Y, y bueno, la verdad es muy interesante. Tenemos de todo tipo de, de información en cuanto a lo que es autoayuda. Ok. So, according to marketresearch.com, The self-help book industry is an 800 million market that's growing 6% per year. Wow. So as you can see, very big. This popularity can be observed not only in particular locations, but we can say that this genre has become, has become a global trend, actually. Wow, okay. So now I go in Spanish, if you, if you want. Según marketresearch.com, la industria de los libros de autoayuda es un mercado de 800 millones de dólares que crece un 6% al año. Esta popularidad se observa no solo en lugares concretos, sino que se puede decir que es un género que se convirtió en una verdadera tendencia mundial. Mundial. I like that. Mundial. Mundial. That's I'm another word you have. Because... No, I have to practice going up faster. That was a mundial. I would separate each <laughs> symptom, next symptom, but um, whatever it is, I can't remember. Let's move on. <laughs> okay, in which country was the self-help industry first developed? Bueno, ¿en qué país se desarrolló esta industria? The self-help industry firstly developed in the United States, and it quickly expanded to the rest of the world. A great group okay. of authors and specialists mainly psychologists and anthropologists, start to dedicate a great deal of their time to trying to understand the human mind and the behavior of individuals. Now I go in Spanish. Okay. Well, eh, la industria de los libros de autoayuda se desarrolló primero en Estados Unidos y enseguida se expandió al resto del mundo. Una gran cantidad de autores, especialistas, en especial psicólogos y antropólogos, comenzaron a dedicar gran parte de su tiempo a intentar comprender la mente humana y el comportamiento de los individuos. Well, ¿por qué ocurrió esto? Because they have identified that successful people have the common characteristic of being more rational and more aware of their behaviors. Apparently, mm -hmm. the key lays 
in knowing ourselves more than anyone else and learning to follow our motivations. Okay. Yeah. Go ahead, Ms. So, eh, bueno, por, esto ocurrió porque han identificado, estos especialistas que les comentábamos, que las personas exitosas tienen en común entre sí el hecho de ser más racionales y más conscientes de sus comportamientos. Aparentemente la clave está en conocernos primero a nosotros mismos y aprender a seguir nuestras motivaciones. Motivación. Okay. I'm not making fun of you. Please, no, no, don't, don't say that. Don't think about that. I'm no, to get the I, I love that your vocabulary okay. keeps expanding and expanding. That's yeah. great. <laughs> well, that's good. I'm trying to get that way. The Spanish. <laughs> well, some words you know okay. are, are similar, like motivations, motivaciones. Yes. Yes. They are uh, easy to remember, right? Easy to remember, but it's a little difficult to remember the space, how to space it. Yes, faster. and difficult to write, yeah. I guess, no? Yeah. Not so much. I could, I could, get, I could figure out the writing. Okay. <laughs> so if we now know what, uh, what is that can turn an ordinary individual into a successful one, why don't we change our whole mindset in order to achieve Success. Explain that please in Spanish. I mean, repeat yes. that in Spanish. Exacto. Si ahora sabemos qué es lo que puede convertir un individuo común en un exitoso, ¿por qué no cambiar toda nuestra mentalidad para alcanzar el éxito? So, this is the idea behind self-help books. They carry okay. profound messages that aim to change certain behaviors of the readers. Oh. Yes. My intention today is not to discuss whether they are effective or not since that is a very personal conclusion that only the readers will be entitled to reach, right? Mm -hmm. Okay. I go in Spanish. Eh, bueno, Spanish. esta es la idea que hay detrás de los libros de autoayuda. Eh, los libros de autoayuda transmiten mensajes profundos que permiten cambiar ciertos comportamientos de sus lectores. Mi intención hoy no es discutir si estos libros son efectivos o no, ya que esta es una conclusión muy personal a la que solo sus lectores van a poder llegar. Now, I'm going to answer as if I know what's going on, but I, I think I'm getting it slowly. Can't, can't pronounce it, but I can listen to it, yes. So, in fact, since we are all different individuals, what is effective for a certain person who might not, that might not be for another person? That's right. Así es. Como todos somos individuos diferentes, lo que es efectivo para una determinada persona puede no serlo para otra. Okay, my Hello? fault. Yes, are you ahead. there? Yes, I'm yes. here. <laughs> my finger well, is don't worry. Well, a little bit of music doesn't harm. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. It's a positive. So, what we are discussing today are the challenges that self-help books pose to translators and what we have to do to take into account if we want the text to continue being persuasive when they are translated to our languages. Mm -hmm. Right? So, I go in Spanish. Mm -hmm. eh, lo que analizaremos hoy son los retos que los libros de autoayuda plantean a los traductores y qué debemos tener en cuenta si queremos que los textos sigan siendo persuasivos cuando se traduzcan a otros idiomas. Oh, my goodness. In fact, which... I'm sorry. 
insects into your all different individuals. Yes. I repeat myself. I need to drop down to the bottom. What is the first thing that you will have to do when you accept to develop the translation of a book? Yes. I, I'm going to translate your question. ¿Qué es lo primero que tenemos que hacer cuando aceptamos realizar la traducción de un libro? The first thing we have to do is analyze the genre and its characteristics. We don't want to distort the essence of the text. A self-help book, for example, needs to continue being a self-help book once when it's translated to other language. Okay. Hence, uh, we need to have a deep knowledge of the different text genres and their main traits. Only in that way, we will be able to transfer those characteristics into a text that we produce. So I'm going to translate myself. Sure. Eh, lo primero es analiz analizar el género y sus características. La idea es no desvirtuar la esencia del texto. Por ejemplo, si un libro de autoayuda tiene que seguir siendo un libro de autoayuda cuando se traduce a otro idioma. De ahí que tengamos que conocer a fondo los distintos géneros textuales y sus principales rasgos. Solo así podemos trasladar esas características al texto que producimos. Okay, in case of self-help books, we have mentioned that there are persuasive genres. Would you say that they need to be persuasive as an advertising campaign? Well, that's an interesting question. I'm going to translate it. Eh, Tien, en consulta, si como mencionamos que los libros de autoayuda son un género persuasivo, eh, si yo considero que estos tienen que ser tan persuasivos como las campañas publicitarias. Yes, I would say they need to be as persuasive as advertising campaigns. We have a great responsibility here since we are not simply telling a story like when we translate fiction. We need okay. to reach uh, the readers so deeply that they would feel compromised to modify their behavior according to what the book advises. And this is done using a straightforward vocabulary and a clear structure. Makes sense. Yeah. In español, por favor. Perfect. Eh, bueno, estoy totalmente de acuerdo con que estos textos tienen que ser tan persuasivos como las campañas publicitarias. Y al realizar estos trabajos, eh, los traductores tenemos una gran responsabilidad, ya que no nos limitamos a contar una historia, como cuando traducimos ficción, sino que tenemos que llegar a los lectores de una forma tan profunda que ellos eh, se sientan identificados con lo que están leyendo y se sientan motivados a poder cambiar sus comportamientos. Okay, eh, so según lo que se aconseja el libro. And, eh, I'm sorry, another part. Esto se hace utilizando un vocabulario sencillo y una estructura clara. All right, I, I stepped ahead of you. I'm sorry about that. Self-help authors generally use a simple organization that helps readers to follow the topic without getting lost. Is that correct? Right. Eh, yes, yes. En este caso, Etienne me consulta si los autores de autoayuda suelen utilizar una organización sencilla que ayude a los lectores a seguir el tema sin perderse. Yes, self-help authors generally use a simple organization that helps readers to follow the topic eh, while they define the problem at the beginning and then they divide it into different chapters with explanatory titles. You know, if you if you usually read this kind of books, uh, you have probably noticed that the organization is almost the same all the time. 
Yeah. In this way, like, there are different chapters with explanatory titles. And I'm going to translate myself now. Eh, los autores de autoayuda suelen utilizar una organización sencilla que ayuda a los lectores a seguir el tema. Se comienza definiendo el problema y luego lo dividen en diferentes capítulos con títulos explicativos. Well, that's right. Okay. You can take down notes of the of the words yes. so, to remember them later. Well, I will do that later because if I do it now, I'll really be lost. <laughs> no, <laughs> of course, we don't want to get lost of the topic that's really interesting today. Exactly, exactly. So that's why I have to focus. And thank you very much for taking your time and patience to go with me as I go forward. Well, okay. another day we can we can get together and practice Spanish. <laughs> that that would be great. Oh well, that's a good that's a good idea. We'll have to work <laughs> on it. Okay, let's go back to where we were talking. Oh so yes. Do so do help do self help authors use other techniques to complement the 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 text uh, of their books? Right. I'm going to translate your question. La pregunta que hace Etienne es si los autores de autoayuda utilizan otras técnicas para complementar el texto de sus libros. And I'm going to answer now. Uh, yes, yes. It, it is very common to find graphics that complement the text. The way of, of addressing the reader is very personal and uses almost a conversational tone. I'm sure you, you have noticed that. And as a translator... Yes we need to keep that register and avoid using two formal structures that could create a distance between the author and the reader, right? Yes. yes. So the tone Definitely. should be both friendly and respectful. It's like a, a, middle, a middle way. We need readers to trust the authors and feel identified with them. Okay. So now I'm going to, to explain it in Spanish. Es habitual encontrar gráficos que complementan el texto, y la forma de dirigirse al lector es muy personal, se usa un tono casi conversacional. Como traductores, tenemos que mantener ese registro y evitar el uso de estructuras demasiado formales que puedan crear una distancia entre el autor y el lector. El tono debe ser amable, pero respetuoso a la vez, ya que necesitamos que el lector confíe en el autor y se sienta identificado con él. Oh, fantástico. I'm understanding it slowly. <laughs> I'm getting there. <laughs> yes, I'm trying to speak slowly, slower in Spanish. I have this. <laughs> I'm so accustomed okay. to speak uh, fast. That's it. That's it. Yeah, I know. But I'm trying you to do, be slow so you can follow. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> so here, um, I'm sorry, let me back up. So are there any other aspects that you have taken into consideration or into account? Si hay otros aspectos que se deben tener en cuenta, yes, another aspect that we have to take into account is that self-help books contain a great deal of cultural reference. And here comes into play what we discussed in the previous program. I don't know if you remember because it was like some weeks ago about domestication yes. and foreignization. Yes, I remember that. Yes. Yes. Those two words. 
Yes. I'm going to uh, translate, translate into Spanish, and then we, we will go back to that, those terms so okay. you can refresh them, right? Eh, mm. Otro aspecto que debemos que tener en cuenta es que los libros de autoayuda contienen una gran cantidad de referencias culturales. Y aquí entra en juego lo que comentamos en el programa eh, anterior, hace unas semanas, sobre domesticación y extranjerización. Those were the, the difficult words, remember? Yes, I remember that. And I, I, I know what they mean. I remember that. Because it's easy to understand. Domesticado. No, no, domesticación. Yes. Domesticación. That means almost transparent words. Yeah, using words that are familiar, familiar in the native language. And then using yes. language in the foreign language in the text, that's called foreign, foreign inacción. Can yes. be the practice. Yes, I'm happy to practice right. all that, but I don't know what it means. Yeah? That's right, but okay. you remember, I see. Um, yeah. I'm going to expand a bit. Domestication involves, like you were saying, adapting the cultural elements, which is unknown to a real yes. culture, and transforming into an art reference that they can interpret correctly. And on Good. the other hand, foreignization comes from foreign, means leaving yes. the foreign element as it is and putting on the rear uh, the responsibility of decoding its meaning. Good. So, uh, mm -hmm. the explanation for our Spanish audience, la domesticación implica adaptar el elemento cultural que el lector desconoce porque no está presente en su cultura y transformarlo en otro referente que pueda interpretar correctamente. En cambio, la extranjerización supone dejar el elemento extranjero tal cual está y le traslada al lector la responsabilidad de descifrar su significado. So, to sum up, uh, in, in foreignization, the, the reader has to investigate and look up and see what the author is trying to say. Before you go any further, I just want to double check a word that I heard. Cambio. Cambio, is that another word for office? Eh, en cambio, like, like say, it's, it's a, an opposition, so uh, domestication, this, this uh, definition, en cambio, that is, on the other hand, oh, extranjerization means... Two words, oh, en cambio, okay. Yes, okay, it could no be problem. on the other hand. Okay. Okay, now which is the best strategy to use in the translation of self-help books? ¿Cuál es la estrategia más adecuada cuando se traduce, cuando se traduce libros de autoayuda? Well, for the nature of this text, that is functioning as a guide that offer, offers solutions, we need to achieve a product which is compelling and easy to read, right? Correct. So, uh, it is not a good idea to use foreign, uh, foreign reference that might discourage readers when they don't understand. Okay. Yes, uh, I'm going to translate that. Por la naturaleza de estos textos, que funcionan como una guía que ofrece soluciones, tenemos que conseguir un producto que sea convincente y fácil de leer. Por eso no es una buena idea utilizar referencias extranjeras que puedan hacer que los lectores pierdan el entusiasmo cuando no las entiendan. Ok, so what seems to be the best choice? ¿Cuál es la mejor opción? Well, uh, here, adapt to the local culture seems to be the best choice. 
en español. Eh, la mejor opción es adaptar la cultura que... Por ejemplo, si hay una referencia adapting would be would mean changing it to something that is familiar to a reader so that the yes. reader doesn't get discouraged and continue reading because the the idea behind these books is not to to teach uh, i mean elements of a foreign culture uh, or that the reader learns something new no the idea is that the reader changes uh, their behaviors so the, yes. the focus is not on on foreign reference that that's not useful to to this aim okay so i'm going to say in spanish again en este caso la domesticación significaría buscar una referencia que digamos que sea conocida que sea familiar para el lector cambiar el original en este caso porque no no es útil o sea la idea de estos libros no es que el lector aprenda sobre una cultura forme sobre otras vida en otros países no en este caso la idea es que el lector cambie algún patrón de su comportamiento entonces no no hace al al objetivo del libro incluir este tipo de referencias sino directamente cambiarlas change them So the best choice you did already, is that right? That's right, yes. Okay. So we moving down then to what about the title? Con respecto al título, well, that is another great responsibility that has the potential mm -hmm. of determining if the book will be read or not. It's okay. very important, the title. Yeah. And in this genre in particular, Titles are of major uh, importance and generally fall into three categories. I've I've been reading a lot about uh, titles of self-help books, and apparently mm -hmm. there are three categories that tend to repeat. Okay. So three first, categories. there are there are books named after the goal they pursue, like Secrets of the Millionaire Mind, for example. Second, we find titles with the structure how to, as in how to win friends and influence people, for example. A very popular book. Yes, yes, I would like to read that. <laughs> <laughs> it's it seems okay. interesting. Okay, and then there's a third one, right? There's a third category. We have titles that address the reader directly, compromising them from the very beginning, like, yes, you can achieve financial independence. For example, that 
would be another interesting book to read, don't you think? Yes, yes definitely. It's, it spells it out exactly. Financial independence. Yes. You can't go well, closer than that. So important. Exactly. Yes. Everybody's dream. <laughs> yes, definitely. So, well, let's translate this in Spanish for a Spanish-speaking audience. El título es Otra gran responsabilidad que tiene el potencial de determinar si el libro será leído o no. En este género, los títulos son de gran importancia y generalmente se dividen en tres categorías. I'm going to explain the same categories in Spanish, right? En primer lugar, hay libros que llevan el nombre del objetivo que persiguen, como por ejemplo, Los secretos de la mente millonaria. Eh, son títulos muy claros y bastante transparentes en cuanto a lo que vamos a encontrar. So, eh, well, en segundo lugar, encontramos títulos con la estructura Cómo hacer tal cosa. Por ejemplo, Cómo ganar amigos e influir en la gente. Y por último... Tenemos títulos que se dirigen directamente al lector y lo comprometen desde el principio, como en el caso de eh, Si sí, usted puede lograr la independencia financiera. Este es otro libro eh, que también se ve muy interesante. I have, to, I have to compliment you. You're doing a wonderful job in, in English and in Spanish. Gracias. Gracias. I hope, I hope that okay. uh, both audiences can follow the, the topic without getting yeah. lost. That's the aim of yeah. the show, principally. No, I know. That's why, let me just stop for a minute. That's why it's important for us to have a webinar eventually. What we're doing right now is just letting our audience know what's available, let them hear about it, and let them know that we will eventually do a classroom website on the Internet. Not yes, of course, of course. Let's remember our audience about the, this idea, great idea, I must say, you had about the, the webinars that we will be making this uh, quiz to find out our audience interest and try yes. to work on the webinars, right? Correct, correct. Please let explain that in Spanish, in español, por favor. Yes, eh, bueno, le recordamos a nuestros oyentes que lo que habíamos estado hablando la, en el último programa de los webinars que vamos a estar organizando con Etienne, vamos a estar haciendo unos eh, unas encuestas para poder relevar datos sobre los intereses y de esa forma organizar los talleres para, para poder hacer estos e-learning estos cursos eh, virtuales de, de los intereses que ustedes tengan. Okay, let's get back on target. So, of course, yes. we can find exceptions that, despite not following these structures, have proven to be effective. Yes, yes, of course, of course. I, um, these three categories are, I mean, they are the most frequent ones, but there are some others that are combinations of one and two or two and three, right? Correct. Uh -huh. Sí. Eh, por supuesto, como decía, existen excepciones. A pesar de no seguir estas estructuras de estas tres categorías, han resultado eficientes y que muchas veces son combinaciones del primero y el segundo, o el segundo y el tercero. But 
well, the importance is that the title proves effective. That's right, the, the key. <laughs> you are a good teacher. You found a very form and organized teacher. Gracias for that. You did a wonderful job. Well, I'm glad. Definitely. So when we have a, di a translation, are there ways of writing titles, the most important ones? Eh, Tien me consulta si cuando se traduce un libro de autoayuda es importante seguir las estructuras para elaborar los títulos. Well, when we translate, it's important to be aware of these ways of writing titles. It is most important to try our best to follow them as closely as possible, for they are a good formula to catch the reader's attention. As I was saying, the, the important thing is that they are effective. Right. We have to keep in mind yes. that readers of self-help books are looking for solutions. And the title is the first resource. We have to let them know in a few words that uh, yes. we are here to provide, provide them that solution. Correct. Okay. Now it's time. Yes. Well, eh, cuando se traduce, es importante conocer estas formas de elaborar los títulos. Y eh, lo más importante es intentar seguirlas de la mejor manera posible, ya que son una buena fórmula para captar la atención de los lectores. Hay que tener en cuenta que los lectores de los libros de autoayuda buscan soluciones y el título es el primer recurso que tenemos para hacerles saber, en pocas palabras, que estamos aquí para darles solución. Solución. You are getting a lot of new words. <laughs> yeah, I'm learning it. I'm learning it. And that's why I want to repeat it. Translation is very good for improving the sales of our books. But we can't get yes. them improved if we don't know what they are and how to do them. So one of the best ways we could do that is have our webinar. Now, we don't know yet when we will do that, but... What is it now? This is uh, May, almost getting halfway into. Um, yes. Almost halfway into the May, the month of uh, June and July. I'm thinking that maybe in late June or late July, we can have a seminar. Seminar. <laughs> seminar is in the classroom. <laughs> Webinar is on the internet. We'll do the internet. That's, we've, we've become used to using that now. Since the, since the um, pandemic. But I think it's important that if people want to get their book translated, they need to be familiar with the translation itself. We're not saying yes. that they have to speak the language. No, but they have to understand, like I'm, un, I'm understanding, some of the terms in there. Because terms may catch our attention in English, but it does not mean the same thing in Spanish. So we need to be able okay. to, we meaning... English-speaking audience need to, or authors need to be aware of that so that they can bring it to the attention of the translator. Now, you do a wonderful job. They do a wonderful job of translating, but then when it comes a third person, the author who comes in and say, could you translate this for me? Literally translating it doesn't always explain what the message is. Yeah, right. Right, mm -hmm. as you as we explained in in previous programs now, yeah. that translation involves principally decoding a message, right? Communicating, that's Correct. the most important. 
Exactly. So we're going to work on that. Is there anything else you have, or are we pretty well wrapping up on today's session? Well, no, I think we are done with the topic, the development of okay. the topic. And as, as, I, as you were saying before, we want to focus on the, on the webinars that they yes. come up for June, July. We want to know our audience interests. Uh, we will be working with. Okay, we'll put some some uh, surveys out there and let people respond yes. to us. Yes, we'll we are working on a on a survey so that yeah. you can Certainly. you can complete and send us the results, and we'll be analyzing that to try to please our our audience. Exactly, exactly. So. Virginia, I must say thank you very much for the wonderful job you've been doing. You are a good explanation. I've noticed when words are written in Spanish, the collection, the, 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 connection, the, connection, the collection of words are more in Spanish than they are in English. Is yes. that correct? Yes, it, it's correct, mm-hmm. yes. I must say that I have another objective now. <laughs> Besides um, communicating the topic and try your audience to to get involved with it, I have another objective. Mm-hmm. It's uh, you learning Spanish, so I'm working mm-hmm. on that. <laughs> good, good, good. Because everything that we've been doing on the show right now, last couple of days, the last couple of times we've been on, all that will yeah. be in, 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 involved with the webinar. Because people need to know what's going on. Just hearing it on a radio talk show doesn't yes. necessarily mean they will move. Of course, we, we, we can develop up. different different topics. Yes. Let's remember, yes. we have so far we have covered, well, salsa books, we have talked about poetry, we have talked about yes. children books. So oh, there's a lot to say books. about book translation yes. and different genres. Yes. And all the stuff that you've done, like I said, I'm repeating myself, we will put into a webinar, but there will be additional information. Fantastic. Of course. Sure. Yes, yes, okay. yes. We, have, uh, we will have many resources so that you can consult on the, on the Internet. Great. Now, what, what lies in head? Ahead. <clears throat> Excuse me, my toes bother me. What lies ahead for you? Sorry, I couldn't listen. What lies ahead? What's coming up next? Our next time well, we will be on. Ah, yes. próximo programa. Well, I'm developing another topic that I know that most of you will find really interesting, but okay. I'm not going to spoil the surprise for the time being. Ah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm gracias. so sorry, but you have to to stay tuned and see what yes. comes next. That's good. That's fine. That's great. Perfect. And will it be next Sunday or the Sunday after that? Yes, I think probably in in two or three weeks' time because we have to develop. We have to work a lot. We have to develop the topic okay. and we have to to work on the webinar. We want to yes, to move exactly. on with that. The survey and then the webinar. Yes. Well, fantastic. Thank you very much for all you've been doing so far, and it will come out as a winner, eventually. The talk of yes. the start, 
but people know what's going on. So we need to get it out there more, more so. Yes. Okay, yes, well, of thank course. you. Yes. yes. What else going on? Anything else you have in mind? No, no, no. I want to well to say that um, when we have the the survey ready, we will be putting on on our Facebook, Twitter, and all our social networks, so that yes. all uh, you can you can answer that and send us the results, right? Both yes. Etienne and me, Correct. we will be exactly. posting it. Exactly, exactly. We will cover as many social media sites. I know TikTok yes. is available right now, and people are using that, but we're not really our, um, our social networks, do you mind... Uh, I lost you. Are you there? Yes, yes, I'm here. Do you want uh, me to remember the audience, our, our social networks, so where yes. they can find the survey? Yes. Yes, please. Yes. Uh, well, you can find uh, me on Facebook and Twitter as Linguistic British. In Spanish. Oh, uh, yes. And, uh, bueno, les decía, pueden encontrarme como Linguistic British en Facebook y en Twitter. Y, uh, well, Etienne, please say your your Facebook, your Twitter, where people can find you. So you can find me on Facebook under my name, Etienne, E-T-I-E-N-N-E, dot A, A as in Antonio, dot Gibbs, G-I-B-B-S, G as in George. That's my Facebook name. Perfect. And, yes. Yeah, and I'm also on uh, Pinterest and on Insta- Instagram. Instagram, I'm on Gibbs E Gibbs E A. My I put my two letters, my two front letters backwards because they already had somebody there, so I have to use that. Again, oh. the name would be in, in in Instagram. If you want to reach me, it's Instagram dot is it com slash Gibbs G I B B S E A. That's where you will reach me. Right, right. And then, and then Twitter also. Right. I can translate yes. that if you wish. Eh, pueden yes, encontrar a, a Etienne en Instagram como eh, Give Sea. I'm going to spell it. It's G E. That's the way eh, Etienne, así aparece Etienne en, en Instagram. It broke up. I didn't quite hear it. But you had G-I-B-B-S, correct? Yes, yes. G-I-B-B-C-E-A. Is that correct? B-B-S. S in English. B-B-S-E-A. G-I-B-B-S. Okay. That's right. That's right. We'll see it on words. I'll put it on Facebook where the other locations are too. We all do that. We will cover Perfect. the social media. Yes. Yes, of There's course. And our audience can can share can share the the publication exactly. with their respective exactly. networks, and that way we yes. can be more. There's another one that I use a lot called some uh, Tumblr. Tumblr. T-U-M-B-R. Tumblr. I I don't use that. I I really don't know how to use that, but. I I know it, it exists. 
really works. And it works a lot with Spanish-speaking locations, probably South American or Central American uh, audience. Yes. So, yes. Well, I've oh, seen your just, your boards on Pinterest. They are so interesting. Yeah, and that's another one there too. Yes. Okay, we'll work on that. Well, you have your homework. I have my homework. And audience, we are serious about this. Translation was something I never really paid attention to. And I'm sure many authors do the same thing. Don't pay yeah. attention to. It wasn't until Victoria came to my attention and says. That's what she does. She translates. I say, yeah. Well, I figured that you could do that. You could the internet could right. make it available, but the internet doesn't use the necessary words that we need to fit. As we are talking about the um, domestication and the other one, help me out. I can't remember how you how you say it. Foreign foreignization. Foreignization. Yes. Another word. I can't miss- remember how to say it. Domestication and foreignization. Foreignization. It's so difficult. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But we have to get used to it. And I think we need yes. to say more and more so we become familiar with it. Because that's an eye-opener for me. I've never really uh-huh. done any of my books in a foreign language. And that's good. One of the yes. ways we will do it, we talked about this before, one of the ways we'll do it is have children learn. They can learn fast. They can learn phrases faster. If they see a fire truck, how would they say fire truck in Espanol? Um, Virginia? Fire truck. What? Fire truck? Yes. Fire truck. In Espanol. It's, um, it's trampa mortal would be. Okay. So a child, a boy would know that. And in a girl, or a girl, she would know probably a doll or something like that. And we have yeah. those words, one of word, course. one phrase for them to have. So we'll work well, on it together. Coloring books are a great option for children to learn. I, I see you yes. have some of them. They are so... Yes, I'm working on cute. them, yes. Yes, yes, you're working on your coloring books. I like them. <laughs> Good, I'm glad you do. <laughs> okay, anything else you have in mind? No, I, I don't think so. Do you? Okay. No, I think we could wrap it up pretty well right now. Let's We've covered the, numbers. I forgot to mention our phone numbers. Our phone numbers. Yes. Let me mention it again. Yes. And you repeat it in, in Espanol. Of course, Our call-in yes. number is 515-605-9812. I'll repeat, 515-605-9812. Please call in that number with your question. For your comment. Okay, Virginia, go ahead and explain. Okay. Yes, I'm going to translate that for the audience. El número para que puedan llamar para hacer preguntas, consultas es 515-605-9812. Repito, es 515-605-9812. That's right. Oh, fantastic. Thank you so much. You do such a wonderful job, smooth job in Espanol. From Argentina. Oh, by the way, Argentina is silver. I remember that from my, my Latin days. And Argentina was well known for being rich with uh, silver. Well, we are not anymore. <laughs> no, not anymore. Everybody dug it out. Yeah, just like California. 
California has uh, not we are in a difficult situation, let's say. Yes, I know. I have a webinar on that. Not a webinar, excuse me. A, um, a board on Pinterest about that. But uh, anybody wants to know more about uh, about Argentina, you can see a lot about that there. And also, well, so interesting. Way, I'm, I like to check yes. that. Yes. Also, I'm using for Puerto Rico. There's a Puerto Rico board I put up on my Pinterest board. Great. Putting um, graphics, graphics in there. We could use some of those graphics in our our webinar. We need to get together on those things, Virginia. So we'll do that and come up with some ideas. Yes, great. Okay. I love your, your tribute boards. Thank you very much. I appreciate that. And you are from Argentina, the land that I used am. to be rich with land that used to be rich with silver, no longer. Same like the land that used to be rich gold. but not anymore. <laughs> so sad. Not anymore. It took all the silver out, yes. All right. <laughs> well thank you very much. We call it quits for a day and we'll see you in a couple of weeks. And folks, be prepared for the webinar. We will have it coming up somewhere down the Yes, line. of course. And thanks again, Virginia. We appreciate thank it. You. Thank you. Thank you, Etienne, for inviting me. It's always a pleasure welcome, to be here at your show. Oh, well, it's good to have you educate us, educate me, and educate <laughs> our audience. Thank you very much. Well, appreciate I'm it. glad. I'm glad that, that the topics I choose finally uh, become interesting for you. That's my idea, yeah. bringing you topics that interest you. Well, it isn't just me. It's for the audience. Fantastic. Of course. And you, of course. you is, an, is English. It's a difficult word in English because you is singular. You is also, popu uh, is also plural, meaning more than one. And many times people yeah. use them. Misunderstood. Yeah. Well, you know, that's, um, that's a difficult challenge. It happens all yes. the time in translation because yes. in English yes. you have, as you were saying, <laughs> just you. And every time we yes. translate into Spanish, no matter the, the genre, the topic of the book or, or the text, mm -hmm. you have to, to like decode what, that, what does that you mean, uh, right? Ooh, you have to like, decode yeah. because in Spanish we have tú o ustedes o vosotros like singular and plural yeah in Latin so too it's, it's the same thing it's very yeah. difficult to to try if it's referring to one person or two or three or a group of people or whatever and another thing too with, you, with the word you we talk about you when we mean somebody else Or themselves. Yes, yes. yes and also here in Argentina, uh, we have the particularity we don't use, uh, we don't talk using tú. We say vos. So that's another difference. Yes, it is. Well, things I guess we'll address in our webinar, and hopefully when people leave the webinar, they will have a better understanding of what translation, translation means and why yes. it's important for them if they want to make more money with their books. Of course. Oh, In turn, we, all, we want our audience to, to be successful and, and reach a, a great audience with their books. That's our idea. Exactly. 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 
Gracias. Exactamente. <laughs> Okay. I, love, I love it when you start <laughs> I, I just to love you. when you start saying all the words you know in Spanish together <laughs> well I'm learning I'm learning I'm learning Gracias. that's great Gracias. okay then thank you very much we'll get together on the air not on the, not on the radio but on the telephone to, to work out the arrangements we have in play in mind. Of course. Okay, my friend. Thank you very much. See you later. After La Vega. How you say that? After La Vega? Ah. Until later. How you say that in Spanish? Hasta, eh, hasta luego. Right. Hasta luego. I know it's like that. Hasta luego. Okay. You knew that one. I, well, I had to practice a little bit. <laughs> thank you for being there. All right. Well, no, thank bye you. Bye. We'll see You're you in welcome. some weeks. Bye-bye. Exactly. Bye-bye. Folks, there it is. We had a wonderful evening. We are doing this all for you, and we'll have it up and running as a webinar so you can have a chance to improve your sales of your books. So take care. Be in touch. Remember, our number is 515-605-9812. Take care. We'll see you around. Bye-bye now.